Creatures of the internet, it's Friday, and that means it's time for another round table, table extravaganza. I'm still Dave Rubin, this is the Rubin Report, and joining me today is the host of the Liz Wheeler Show, Liz Wheeler, the host of Jedediah Bila Live on Valuetainment TV, Jedediah Bila, and former New York City police officer and conservative commentator, John Cardillo. Liz, Jedediah, John, welcome to the Rubin Report. Thanks, Good to see you, Dave. Good Hi, Dave. Good to see you guys. It was a little chaos around here before we started, so sorry for the little delay there. I got a lot going on in the house at the moment. Uh, we are gonna talk about uh, this Joe Biden fella because it is not going well, and the media is starting to realize it ain't going well. Uh, but as you guys all know, there are things, there are some markers, actually, that there's ways to turn this thing around. That's gonna be the focus of the show today. And before we get to that, let me talk to you guys about real estate agents I trust real quick. You know, buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do, and it can be 10 times worse if you're not working with the right agent. Generally speaking, our homes are our biggest investment. I know it is for me, and that's a lot of responsibility, so you need an agent who takes that seriously. That's why I recommend real estate agents I trust. They work with only the best agents in every market. They do their homework talking to every agent before inviting them to join their network. And here's a big one. They only work with full-time pros, no part-time or inexperienced agents. Their team makes the intro and then follows you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. The agents they work with have long track records and are the best sellers in their field. They're part of this audience. They share your values and they're almost everywhere you wanna go, including the free state of Florida. The process is simple. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com and provide them with some basic info. Their team will contact you to make an introduction to their preferred agent in your town. And now back to me, you know, sometimes reading ads can be tough, but uh, getting people to move to Florida is pretty sweet. All right, so we're gonna talk a little bit about this uh, uh, Joe Biden guy. I was gonna call him Brandon. This Brandon slash Joe Biden guy. Before we start, guys, if you had to uh, give me one word to sum up the Joe Biden pre presidency, what would you say? Liz, you first, one word. Does it have to be one word or one phrase? Because I think, oh dear God, is the best way to describe his presidency. <laughs> oh dear God. All right, technically that was three words, but I will accept it. Jedediah. Yeah, I would have said lost in space. That works for me. <laughs> All right, also three words. John, come on, you're a New Yorker. I know you can do this in one word. Now I'm gonna go three's a charm, incapacitated vegetable garden, but I'll just go with dementia. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you ask people who talk for a living to give you one word. Okay, look, everyone knows that this thing is a disaster. It, it feels like there's a recession on the way, supply chain, gas prices, just the whole thing is just an absolute mess. Uh, but we do have a black lesbian press secretary. That's the most important thing. Her name is Corinne Jean-Pierre. And uh, Peter Ducey, who is a rare journalist that I don't have to put air quotes around, uh, he asked her, about uh, inflation and what's going on outside of our borders as well. Why is the president saying <laughs> that inflation is worse everywhere but here? Uh, because what we have seen uh, across the globe, first of all, inflation is a global challenge, as we have said. Uh, it is, uh, it is, it is, 
it is caused by uh, uh, clearly um, the pandemic, this once in a generation pandemic that we are coming out of. And also, uh, most recently, uh, the war that uh, that Putin started in Ukraine that has caused inflation as we look at food and as we look at gas prices. So if you look at globally other countries um, and if you look at where we are economically, when you think about the Group 7, the G7, uh, we are in a much stronger place than we are economically than, than the rest. And, and also- I did, I did yep. look globally though. He says that inflation is worse everywhere but here. That's not true. U.S. has worse inflation than Germany, France, Japan, Canada, India, Italy, Saudi Arabia. Well, so why is he saying that? I think we, what we are saying is that uh, when you talk about inflation, it is a global thing. And it is not just about the United States. This is something that everyone is feeling because of coming out of a once-in-a-lifetime once pandemic, because of the war that Russia has started in Ukraine. So I love her tell there, which she does all the time, which is what we are saying or what we are trying to say. It's not the truth. It's just what we are trying to convey to you uh, to hide the truth mostly. Uh, Jedediah, let me start with you here. Uh, she blames the pandemic. Remember COVID? That was a thing for a while. And she blames Putin, of course, Putin's war. Um, no responsibility. These people don't seem to blame perhaps the printing of all the money. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting moment there. He asked her a question. She's like, oh, 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 Putin, you're just vomiting out. We're a pandemic. I mean, it's a terrible job, listen, to have to defend Joe Biden, have to get up there and lie every day for Joe Biden, who doesn't even know where he is half the time. Not an easy job, I'll give her that. The thing is, people feel this stuff. So her sitting there and saying, oh, inflation, you know, it's not really a thing here. It's it's more a thing other places. And trying to invalidate what people's experiences isn't going to work. Democrats always love to make people feel dumb. Like, oh, you're dumb. You don't know what's up. They want you to be dumb. They hope you're dumb because if you're not dumb, you're not gonna vote for them. But the reality is that people have to, don't people buy stuff? They go to the grocery store, they buy stuff for their kids, they see those prices going up. So you're not gonna delude people with a ridiculous answer like this and suddenly they're gonna say, oh, well, she said it wasn't a big deal, so obviously it's not. No, that's like saying, oh, gas prices aren't really going up. You go to the gas station, you fill up your tank, you have eyes and ears, you're not brain dead. They're relying on you to be brain dead because if you're not brain dead, there is no way in hell that you would vote for these people. So I feel a little bit bad for her, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, not an easy job, but come on, man. People feel this stuff, own up, take some responsibility for all the stuff you did. This is like saying, oh, you know, this is their, this is their part two, Dave, of, oh, if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID. Come on, enough with the lies, time is up. Jedediah, I know you were always kind of red-pilled or as long as I've known you, you've been <laughs> red-pilled, but I think you were like doubly red-pilled this morning. Uh, Liz, to, to her point, do you think anyone is buying this nonsense? I mean, I get it. We're, we're all somewhat like-minded, so we can see through this stuff. We can explain it honestly. But do you think that anyone is watching that and not making that connection between the price at the pump or when they go to Home Depot, as I was at yesterday, and just buying two by fours or literally anything, that prices are sometimes double, triple, if not more? Do you think anyone's buying it? No, and funny that you mentioned Home Depot because literally when we're sitting here, my husband's at Home Depot right now and his electronic receipt just popped into my phone because it's attached to my email address and the price is just is astronomical. That's the thing. It doesn't matter what your ideology is. When you go to the gas station and it costs $100 a week to fill up 
uh, to fill up your car to commute back and forth to work to take your kids to soccer practice or school. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat. The, the, the takeaway that I got from that video, though, I get this like secondhand embarrassment for Corinne Jean-Pierre because, you know, say what you will about Saki. She was a lying hack, but at least she was good at it. At least she was skilled at it. But Corinne Jean-Pierre is like so relieved when she can actually regurgitate one of these answers without checking her binder first when the answer she's like, oh, wait, I know that when I actually know the talking point here. Um, it's, it's the pandemic and it's Putin. There, I got it. Um, doesn't matter to her if it's the truth. It is, of course, false. There, there's a really interesting organization called the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. It actually is comprised of 37 democracies around the country, and, and they compare, or around the world, I mean, they compare data on their economies to see, like, if a trend is happening in Germany or in the United Kingdom, is it happening here? Is this an isolated trend or is it a global trend? And according to this organization, the United States is facing inflation at two times the rate of the other 30 or the other 30. 36 nations that are in this um, in, in this global cooperation group. And so to blame it on the pandemic and to blame it on Putin makes absolutely no sense when the pandemic impacted the entire globe and Putin has impacted the entire globe. Why would we in the United States be facing double unless, unless Dave, it was because of Joe Biden's policies that just impact us here? So John, to that point, even if it was the war and Putin, and even if it was the pandemic, and 18 other things that he could excuse away. Is it not the job of the president to respond to things like that well and make sure that the ship doesn't sink? I mean, it would be if he wasn't asleep in uh, Delaware in his beach house. Look, every time- Which is where he is Kareem right Jean now. Yeah. Which is where he is right now, right? Yeah. Every time I listen to Kareem Jean-Pierre, you know, Tracy Chapman of the White House, her identity politics are you know, the guiding light of her appointment. All I can think of, Dave, Jedediah, Liz, is that scene in Billy Madison where the principal says, everyone's dumb <laughs> for having to have listened to the answer. And they treat us like we're idiots. Look, I paid $6.20 a gallon for premium in Boca Raton yesterday. That same station was 50 cents a gallon cheaper last week. These are astronomical price increases. And as Jedediah and Liz note, people are going to the supermarket. They're going to Home Depot. They're going to the gas station. All the lies in the world about Putin and, and global economic conditions, they're not, they're not able to sell it. The reality here is that Biden, and this is why Biden, I believe, I tweeted this the other day, why when you hear these reports, well, Biden is reportedly very frustrated and upset at his sinking approval ratings. I mean, they're, they're boat anchors at this point, right? It's because people like Susan Rice and Barack Obama are writing the words Biden is regurgitating, but he really doesn't understand what he's saying. So all these things fall apart. It's disastrous. We all know why. Again, you've got an incapacitated vegetable in the Oval Office who sleeps it off at the beach house. America sees this. Look, I think Democrats are in massive trouble come November. We knew it was gonna be a bloodletting, but that special election in Texas 34 last week, I think Dems are terrified. They know they can't sell it. They're trying what they can, but really it's just triage to stop the bleed for 2024. I'm with you guys. Americans see through this nonsense. Yeah, I also think you're making a point that I've tried to bring up here many times, which is it's unclear whether Joe Biden knows what he's doing, whether he's being just right. handed this stuff and has no clue whether this is his intention or not, et cetera, et cetera. By the way, as I've said on the show many times before, gas was already up $1.14 a gallon before Putin invaded Russia. So let's right. just be clear about that. 
Uh, but the other part that we're all talking about here is that he's just not taking any responsibility. Uh, we've got some video of a guy that you might know from Florida who's all about taking responsibility. Sometimes, you know, he's to take responsibility. He's always trying to blame other people. Uh, he's always trying to create a scapegoat. I guess his position is that it wasn't until he became president that oil companies are trying to make profits. Like, they're gouging now. They weren't doing that for the last 25 years. All of a sudden, just now, they're doing that. Um, it's insulting to the average citizen to listen to some of this drivel uh, coming out of the White House. And because they know people are upset about it, they know they're responsible for it, so they're just looking for a boogeyman uh, to try to pin this on. And here's the thing, uh, I'm not gonna let them get away with that, okay? That's not right, uh, and we're gonna hold them accountable. Liz, obviously, I like DeSantis. He's part of the reason why I moved down to Florida in the first place, but isn't it just refreshing to hear something honest, like, hey, you're the guy that's in charge, you're supposed to do something about this, because we know that's exactly what DeSantis has been doing right here in Florida. Yeah, it's super refreshing to see someone like DeSantis actually take action. Um, it, it's also discouraging to see Biden. I mean, one of the narratives that they are, that the Biden administration is propagating right now is that there's nothing that Biden can do because Biden can't stop a pandemic. Biden can't stop Putin. And since those are the only two factors causing inflation, causing high gas prices, you know, what does the American people expect Biden to do? It's not Biden's fault. This is a lie. There are many policy things that Biden can do immediately that would change the the price of gas that would lower the price of gas he can drill for oil he can stop blocking pipelines that bring oil from canada to the united states he can actually have stable energy policy so that the the gas and oil companies who right now already have federal leases but aren't actually working on them because they fear that they will invest millions maybe even billions of dollars into this only to have the biden administration stop them from what they're doing mm -hmm. six months or a year down the road he can have stable energy policy he can stop relying on foreign oil. Remember, we were energy independent under President Trump. It was Joe Biden who rolled that back and made us dependent on foreign oil, which causes this 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 kind of this this kind of inflation, this kind of rise in gas prices. He can stop sending money abroad. He can stop printing and spending money that we don't have. He can ditch ESG standards um, in companies across the country so that they don't prioritize this phony idea of climate change um, it, it, that costs the American people so much money at the pump. Of course, there's so much that he can do um, today if he wanted to, to stop the rise in gas prices, but he chooses not to. Liz, I love how you just listed off like 27 things and we know that zero of them are gonna happen. That's sort of how this whole thing operates. But I wanna shift to the second part of this, which is really about the media because something interesting is happening here. We all get, everyone gets that this thing is a disaster, but the media is starting to finally talk about it a year and a half in. They're starting to mention the cognitive stuff. They're starting to blame him for things. And believe it or not, it's even making it to CNN. He's in charge at this moment. That's bleak. That's right. And, and there's no question that in some big ways, this administration, including the president and some of his closest economic advisors, uh, got inflation wrong. We've heard that uh, correction from some of his top officials, including the Treasury Secretary, uh, Janet Yellen, saying, yeah, last year when we were saying this is probably going to be temporary and transitory, we were wrong. Jedediah, you used to be on The View. That is mainstream media, and God bless you for sitting at that table, by the way. Um, it's, it's happening. I mean, it's bursting forth into the mainstream. They cannot ignore this much longer, right? 
Yeah, and I survived the view, so thank you for that, Dave. But you know, <laughs> here's the thing. I think that I think they're setting us all up though. They're gonna have to cart somebody else out here that's not Biden. Listen, I'm sorry, he can't do this again. He knows he can't do it again. His family, his friends, the people close to him know he can't do this again, especially if he's gonna be up against someone like Ron DeSantis, who is the guy to run. We can get to that in a second. But I think they're setting it up like they're gonna ease in and try to say, well, Joe Biden may have done this wrong. They'll turn on him in two seconds if it means that it's gonna be cackling Kamala or it's gonna be somebody else that they pull out of the woodwork. I don't know, Pete, Mayor Pete, who knows who it's gonna be. It could be Beto for all we know with where these people are headed. But I think they're gonna to have to ease us into that. And you're gonna see a, a slow at first and then quicker transition where people are gonna to start to turn on Biden from within the camp because they know that he cannot get up to the podium. Listen, in a couple of years, he's not gonna be able to get up to the podium. He can't even do it now. He phases out mid-sentence oftentimes. It's painful to watch for all of us and sad and depressing and people in his family who are allowing him to do this, disgraceful by the way. But I think they're getting ready to face somebody else in and I think they're looking at those videos of DeSantis. Listen, Ron DeSantis, I moved to Florida as well because of DeSantis. He did everything that was the opposite of what Joe Biden did and Bill de Blasio did and Gavin Newsom did and everyone and their brother, sister, mother, neighbor moved to Florida. If he's looking at DeSantis and you know they are, because they already started going after it. Oh, the don't say gay bill. There's no don't say gay bill. They invented that. They did all of that because they're terrified that a DeSantis or someone like him could run. And they know damn well that Joe Biden cannot hold a candle to that. It's not going to work. So they're starting to think, who are we going to need to push up? And I don't think people should be excited about this because I'll tell you, Joe Biden is a conduit for far left policies. But what they're going to be looking at post Biden is someone that's right there front and center. That's your far left that's someone who's not going to need to be a conduit because they're going to want to do it all themselves. And I'll remind you, Liz talked about all those things that Joe Biden could be doing to make things better. Of course he could be doing that. Leadership starts at the top. The destruction, I will remind you, is intentional. The destruction is intentional. They need you to be a dependent. They need you to be in poverty. They need you to lose your business because when you do all of those things, guess who you're dependent on? Big daddy government. That's what they need. Those are the people in society that they one day get to control, get to push a mandate on and everybody just lays down and does whatever they wanna do. So none of this makes sense until you realize that they could be doing, but they're not doing on purpose. Jedediah, I said you swallowed a couple extra red pills before. Now I'm pretty sure you snorted them when I was on video with John a second ago. Jeez, she gets it, man. Uh, John, yeah. to a lot of those points, um, and, and I know you know a ton of insiders in the swamp and DC area and everything. My feeling is they didn't think that he was gonna break down this quickly. I agree with Jedediah that this is intentional. This is a demolition of our economy and our, all of our structures and institutions so that we'll you know, sort of need them more in their estimation. But I don't think that they thought he wouldn't make it four years and that's becoming pretty obvious. Again, we're only a year and a half into this thing with him. Yeah, look, I mean, they deluded themselves though, right guys? The, think about this, we have a corporate media that set the bar for then candidate and now President Joe Biden, his his competency bar was set at, oh, wow, look, he was able to order his own ice cream, chocka chocka chip. I mean, <laughs> this is where they set the bar for the president of the United States. But to Jedediah's point, I've been saying this for well over a year, year and a half, 100% she's correct. This is all by design. Take Liz's point about fuel prices, 100%. We can open up oil and gas leases. We can increase drilling. We've got the refining capability to refine as much oil as we bring out of the ground, as much natural gas as we bring out of the ground. But it's very chilling when the CEO of Chevron, as he said the other day, says we may never see another refinery built in the United States. That should chill everybody. 
But people, unfortunately, aren't students of history. And if you go back to 2009, 10, 11, when Obama was president, again, to Jedediah's point about wanting everybody on the public dole, what did Obama do? He declared war on the coal industry. We all knew that. Those were big headlines. The left-wing media loved it. The story they didn't tell is that while he declared war on the coal industry, he and Joe Biden increased the output of the coal leases mm -hmm. on Bureau of Land Management land, right? So the U.S. government was making billions as they were destroying private coal producers. They're going to do the same thing here. Look, I'm going to come out and say it. The Democratic Party, the far-left, radical, communist Democratic Party, now wants to do to all Americans what they've done to Black Americans for decade upon decade, keep them oppressed, keep them in poverty, keep them in squalor, and keep them completely dependent upon government. Jedediah is right, Liz is right, that is exactly the end game. Ooh, there is a theme to this Friday show. Uh, Liz, before I throw to you, let's just talk a little bit more about the, the cognitive stuff, uh, because it's, again, it's that now. It's not just the economic stuff that's finally leaking to CNN. Uh, here's CNN's Van Jones on what's going on with Biden. As David Axelrod says, and he's come out and put his name on it, he said, look, this is a person who, if they win, will be closer to 90 at the end of their second term than 80. And therefore, these are very fair questions. Joe Biden said these were fair questions the last time when he was running. So do you have these questions? Well, uh, I think everybody is looking very closely now. Uh, I uh, when he does when Biden does well, he does really well. That gun speech he gave, he was perfect. It was it was powerful when he does badly. When he stumbles, you get nervous and you wonder, is it just a stutter? Is he tired or something else there? And so I think that people are just looking. I mean, honestly, I think I think a lot of Democrats are like, if, if this guy's ready to go, we're behind him. But if he's not ready to go, he should let us know. I think that's what's Ah, I love Van Jones. He uses so many words to say nothing. Uh, Liz, <laughs> it is leaking into mainstream media. I mean, I know you've been talking about it on your show. We've obviously all been talking about it. But once it sort of breaks that airlock, then everyone starts talking about it, right? Yes. However, I would warn conservatives across the country. This is something that conservatives have been a little naive about in the past. When the mainstream media finally picks up on something that we have been talking about for years or something that's very obvious to everyday Americans, don't don't give the, the mainstream media the benefit of the doubt. This does not mean that they have seen the light. This does not uh -huh. mean that they are red-pilled. This does not mean that their motives are pure. This means that they know that they're going to get a shellacking in 2022, and they're already looking for something to blame. They, they've started putting into motion their plan of how how are we going to explain to the American people when we lose in, in November? We're not, we don't want to blame our policies because we stand by our policies. We don't want to blame um, everything that we want to continue because, uh, because they want to continue it. So this is a deliberate plan. They have not seen the light. They're going to blame Joe Biden after the 2022 elections because they never planned to run him again. He was obviously old. He was obviously just the way to shoehorn radical leftists into the administration, into the swamp, into the administrative state so that they could bring someone like Mayor Pete, who has a very innocent, very, very boy next door look, but who's actually very connected to Marxism, including the legacy that was passed down to him by his father. Um, th this is something, like I said, conservatives should not fall for this because this is only a strategy that's being picked up by the radical left, probably also because they see polls that show the American people are concerned about this and they want to seem like from their high perch, from their elite perches, like they relate to us. Yeah, I love that point, Liz, because it's like one of these things, every time these people who get everything wrong say something remotely not insane, we always fawn over them. And it's like, no, we've got to stop doing that. Just because Bill Maher is three years late on everything, you gotta stop cheering him on for it until he can get to the end of the road. 
let's listen to uh, Joe Biden because he's got more blame game going. Now he's blaming Texas and Florida and that DeSantis guy for a bunch of stuff. No one knows better than the people in this room. We have a lot more work to do, a lot more work to do. I don't have to tell you about the ultra MAGA agenda attacking families and our freedoms. 300 discriminatory bills introduced in states across this country. In Texas, knocking on front doors to harass and investigate parents who are raising transgender children. In Florida, going after Mickey Mouse, for God's sake. <laughs> That's right, close to home. No, but think about this. Going after families, knocking on doors in Texas, taking transgender children away, going after Mickey Mouse. He's such a dis, I mean, this is where it's, is it like, is it disingenuous? Is it buffoonery? Does he know what he's reading? I mean, the, the line about Mickey Mouse, which putting aside the, the glibness of the joke, it's like, no, he's going, DeSantis is going after a massive corporation that is telling us that they're indoctrinating children. Uh, that's what he's actually doing. Um, John, I'll go to you first on this one. Uh, DeSantis just has to keep pushing, pushing, and pushing, right? And just let this nonsense be. Yeah, 100%. I mean, look, you know the governor, full disclosure, I know the governor. This is an incredibly, incredibly intelligent guy. But the reason that uh, uh, DeSantis terrifies the left, Dave, and I think you'll agree with me, you've uh, done your tour with the, with Ron, you've gotten to know him very well, and, and I think Jedediah and Liz have gotten this just observing him, is DeSantis has something Trump never did. DeSantis understands how to dismantle administrative state institutions. And he also understands how evil they are and just how damaging they are to the fabric of America, to American traditionalism, to American exceptionalism. This is why Ron DeSantis terrifies them. So he has to absolutely push on. He has to do more of what he's doing. And one of the things I love about DeSantis, I've come to learn about him. I know a lot of his staffers. This is a guy who could not care less about a poll. Politicians out there, they polled nine different pollsters whether they should change their tie from red to blue. DeSantis will make these sweeping moves. He'll go after Disney in Florida and never once poll it because he knows it's the right thing to do. I think Ron gets up every day, Ron DeSantis, and he says, hey, look, what's going to be best for my constituents, my state, and the country at large? And really, I, I, that's the lens through which he makes his decisions. He's going to continue to throw them off balance, but yeah, he needs to continue right on the same path. You know, can I tell you what a real deal person he is? When I had yeah. him on the tour in Orlando two weeks ago, so I'm sitting in the green room with him, and I my team walks in and I introduce him to everybody. You know, this is this is Connor, this is Michael, this is Phoenix. He goes, "That's Phoenix. He's the guy in the book." I had told a story about Phoenix, who was my intern at the time, and Ron, had, the governor, had actually read the book, remembered his name, and asked him about it. Like, that tells you this guy is legit. He is not just pretending. He is paying attention. He's reading stuff. Like, it's real. Uh, I want to show you a headline from Business Insider, because it gets to John's point here. Look at this. DeSantis is, very, is a very dangerous individual because he has already absorbed all of the lessons of Trump but doesn't have any of the baggage an expert on fascism argues. I love these fascism experts that they bust out all the time. They're always concerned about people like us. Uh, but is that the key point that not only what John said, that he knows how to go in and dismantle this stuff, but he knows how to fight the media. He learned that, let's say from Trump. Uh, and he doesn't have, say, the personal baggage. He's married, he's got a young family, all of that, Jedediah. Yeah, you know why he's very dangerous? Because when someone decides to slap on a mandate in Florida, he turns around and says, oh yeah, that'll be $28 million. That's what he does. He is a man of 
action. And that's why I was saying this is his moment, because he didn't just sit back. A lot of governors, GOP governors, sat back and they said, oh, we object to what the Biden administration is doing. What did you do about it? This is a guy who went in and he fought mask mandates. He fought, you know, vax mandates with policy that protected people in Florida. Listen, I interviewed, I was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, the PBD podcast, and I- <laughs> I was just gonna mention it. I was gonna mention it. Okay, listen, God bless her, you know, bless her heart. But she actually came out and said, she's running in Florida. She came out and said, we should have shut down Florida earlier because then we could have stopped the spread of COVID. My head nearly spun around exorcist style when she said that because I couldn't believe that someone was saying that in the summer of 2022. Not only that, everybody moved to Florida because he didn't follow those policies of lockdown that New York did, that California did. All of those places got buried and it's just pure idiocy. Everyone you know got COVID, vax, not vax. They're still getting it, it's everywhere. So the idea that you would have shut down earlier and stop the spread of COVID. I mean, this is the type of pure, sorry to say, but idiotic talking points that he's battling. So this is the guy of the moment. And I think that, I think you're right. I think he has a way of dismantling media. He doesn't care what they say about him. He doesn't care. It doesn't keep him up at night. He's like, I'm gonna do what I have to do for the people of Florida. I don't care what you write about me. He has a good retort all the time and he gets stuff done. I like governors oftentimes because I say they have a track record. You can look at what he did in Florida and you could say, well, magnify that. Now make him the leader of the free world and see what happens. All these other governors asleep at the wheel, you better be paying attention to what he just did. This is the guy. I'm telling you, man, this is his moment. He's the guy to go against Joe Biden. I don't know if he wants the job. I don't know him personally, but if you guys have his ear, man, I'd be telling him, go for it. There was there was another beautiful moment in that podcast. So you're sitting next to Nikki Fried and she's the she's his main opponent. I guess there's this Charlie Chris guy too, but they know they're gonna get crushed. They have no support. They're complaining while they live in Florida. It's so ridiculous. But she basically says to you, well, he also outlawed uh, protest in Florida and you're allowed to drive your car through protesters. And you just looked at her like, what the F are you talking? Like these people, yeah. they just have nothing. Which leads me to this question, the obvious question, Liz. You are on a panel of four people. You are the only one who is non a Floridian. How jelly are you right now? <laughs> this, is, this is Dave, just for everyone watching this, this is Dave's ongoing campaign to get me to move to Florida because I told him that um, that we are considering, my husband and I are considering it. And so a constant onslaught of peer pressure to get me down there. And I mean, I gotta tell you, it's like this close to working. I, I mean, I don't know what else I have to do. I don't I really don't know what else. There's nothing I have to do. You just have to come in and, and enjoy it. And it's not even that humid right now. It's just fine. No. Uh, let's close on this because the other thing that's gonna, I think, come over the next couple months is that the media is gonna really try to set up some sort of fight between Trump and DeSantis. Now, I have no idea what DeSantis wants to do. I, I did spend some about 20 minutes with him solo before the event. I didn't even ask. I didn't think it was appropriate. And I know how much he loves Florida and he's got a race here. Uh, but that is where the media clearly is gonna go with this because they would love to have these two take each other out. What do you guys think has to happen so that does not happen? Uh, John, you first. Hey, look, I think, I think DeSantis is far too smart to take that bait. Uh, Trump might, uh, but I, I don't think DeSantis will. He's, he's a strategic guy. I think it's incumbent upon those of us in, in conservative media, conservative commentary to push back on that, not pick sides too easy. Don't give the left the sound bites and fodder they want. But again, it all comes down to the individuals and I, not to be redundant, I think Santa's too smart, too strategic to take the bait. Jedediah, what do you think? 
as a Floridian, we got a good governor and a guy that's most likely going to, who's up in Mar-a-Lago right now, probably plotting, and I think probably in the next month, going to make the move. I think they just, I think I heard you say this, I'm not 100% sure, but just sit behind the scenes, the two of you, go yep. get a lunch, go get a good lunch, sit down, talk it through, don't, don't let that stuff leak out, figure out what's going on amongst yourselves, be good with it, you know, be comfortable with it, and then that's it. Because you can't, you can't split that group, right? You have people who are avid Trump supporters. You have people who love DeSantis. They need to fuse together. Let me say this. No matter who it is, I don't care if it's Trump. I don't care if it's DeSantis. I don't think you're going to have people this round that are like, oh, I don't like Trump's personality, so I'm going to vote the other way. No. There's too much at stake now. People are thinking about their kids. They're looking at mask mandates. They're looking at vax mandates. People lost their jobs. You're looking at freedom disappearing in the United States of America. I don't think it's going to be a moment where people are worried about tweets or worried about personality. Things have gotten too crazy and too big too fast. So I'm not worried that if it's DeSantis, oh, these Trump supporters aren't going to vote, or if it's Trump. I'm not worried about that anymore. But I do think avoid the media narrative. Don't give them any steam. Settle it amongst yourselves. Come out. It is what it is. End of story. No drama. For the record, I want to be very clear about this. I would vote for the old bones of Ronald Reagan if they dug them up instead of <laughs> Joe Biden. Um, but yes, Jedediah, that's what I said on Newsmax the other day, that they just yeah. need to, imagine if they just have a sit down. They just have a sit down amongst themselves. We don't even need to know what the negotiations are, exactly what's going on. And they, imagine if they do that, and then they sort of come out as a unified front, regardless of who's top of the ticket or whether someone's running or not running. Um, and they, they just say, hey, we've settled this stuff and we're both moving forward, whatever that means. It's like, it's pretty unstoppable. What do you think, Liz? Yeah, I think I think what you said is correct, that um, that Republicans, conservatives across the country, maybe even some Democrats here, they're going to vote for whoever the Republican candidate is. It's not going to be it's not going to be a divided, a divided Republican Party when it's when it's up against either Joe Biden or Joe Biden's radical leftist successor here. I, I of course, echo this idea that this this between Trump and DeSantis, their conversation shouldn't be hashed out in the media. It's fine if you and I and the rest of us, Jedediah, John and everyone else talk about this, but their conversations should be should be had behind closed doors because there's a world where there, there's some kind of joining forces that becomes really powerful. There are a lot of voters in the conservative movement who think that Trump was a good president, especially the first three years of his presidency. And then they didn't really like what he did with COVID. They didn't really like how he handled election integrity, even though they share his concerns about election integrity. Mm -hmm. and, and they're ready for him to pass the torch to DeSantis at the same time. But they don't want it to blow up in the media. They don't they don't want it to be this this big division that the radical left takes advantage of. So yeah, I would encourage the same thing. I mean, sit down, hash this out. A lot of people are, are ready to have the torch passed, but appreciate President Trump's legacy where it stands. As I often say, we just have to be a little bit better than these people, and it ain't that hard, because they're pretty, pretty terrible. <laughs> uh, John, Jedediah, Liz, thank you very much. Have a great weekend, guys. I'll definitely have you back on. And Jedediah, I got to tell you, when, when did you get to Florida? How long ago? Uh, it's just been about a month. It is, but, it is clearly, clearly working for you. I love, John, John, you've been here for what, 20 years already? 18, February was 18 years, yeah, yeah. When you see people like me a few months ago, you saw me right when I got here and you see Jed and I get here yeah. and you see that like renewed energy and passion for life. <laughs> is, that, is that old for you yet or do you still revel in that? No, so Jedediah and I had a couple of phone calls or a text and before she moved down talking about areas and you could even, you could sense the excitement through the texts when I was talking to her. 
Liz, we got to get you guys down here as well. Come taste the freedom, Liz. Come taste the freedom. <laughs> it's, as soon as it gets cold here in the Northeast, I think you're gonna you're gonna see me. You're gonna see me sneak in. <laughs> I could sense Liz was texting her husband under the table over there. Uh, all right, I'm going to finish up, guys, but have a great weekend, and I hope to see you guys in person soon. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks, Dave. All right, everybody. Uh, you see what I'm talking about? There is some momentum. The obvious truths are bursting forth. You can't hide truth for that long. You can't lie about everything all the time, even when you've got the entire machine. Enough good people can see the truth, and I think that really was the the theme today. Yes, things are banged up there bad. Yes, like the economy really is screwy and it probably is going to get worse and house prices are gonna go through these crazy fluctuations now and we know about interest rates and gas prices. It's all true, it's true all of it, right? But that doesn't mean that there isn't goodness on the other side and maybe, I don't know exactly what rock bottom is in a way, right? And things, things can always be a hell of a lot worse. I'm not gonna sit in America even despite all this nonsense in 2022 and tell you we're close to rock bottom. But the point is, things can get to a breaking point where enough people will suddenly be like, okay, as much as they've tried to scare me, I do remember a couple years ago. And I do remember when the economy was good. And I do remember when we weren't in this nonsensical war. And I do remember when the administration wasn't lying to us about everything all the time. So that is exactly why I'm hopeful. I'm also hopeful because today's a big day around here because we just released my first ever stand-up special. It is a 40-minute special, no edits, taped live on location in Orlando during that show that I did with Governor Ron DeSantis. And uh, I think we updated the trailer slightly. Let's show you that right now. Perhaps, maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome host of the Rubin Report, author of Don't Burn This Country, and new Floridian, Dave Rubin! So they're out there, and if you saw these people, they're, they're chanting, they're literally chanting, we say gay. At my show! <laughs> I don't just say it. I mean, I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Disney has lost $41 billion. <laughs> Donald Duck is wandering the streets of Orlando sucking dick for a hot lunch. How many of you are conservatives? Okay, conservatives. That basically means you have a job. So... Good for you guys. Ben Shapiro is very mean and very scary. Ben Shapiro is four foot six, okay? He's actually in my pocket right now. You guys want to see him? All right, there's a little teaser for you. That is my very first stand-up special. It's 40 minutes chock full of laughs. Laughs. Guaranteed. I don't even have to put an asterisk next to that. I promise you will laugh. Uh, you can get it right now. We are launching it exclusively through my Locals community. So it is free for all annual subscribers. So you can go to rubenreport.locals.com. And if you're an annual su subscriber, you also get two months free. And then the special is absolutely free. Or it is available for one-time purchase for $9.99.
Uh, and if you're a member of the military or you're struggling otherwise because of finances, let's see if we can help you out. Just message us on the community and we'll see what we can do. It's not about breaking the bank with this thing and I want people to see it, obviously, and I know things are a little upside down. Uh, but right now you can go to rubenreport.locals.com. As I said, if you are an annual subscriber, you get the two months free, you get the special, or uh, the special is available one-time purchase for $9.99. There are jokes about Ben Shapiro. There are jokes about Jen Psaki. There are jokes about Donald Trump. There are jokes about Ron DeSantis. There are jokes about all of the people that we talk about on this show, and it's good-natured, and it's fun, and it's politically incorrect, and it's non-woke, and all of that good stuff. On that note, people, I have literally 50 people in and outside of my house doing work on a million things. And thanks to Brandon, you can't get screws, you can't get windows. I'm doing work myself. I gotta get going. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you Monday. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubinreport.locals.com.